55th Super Bowl is this weekend. 55! And a game this big deserves a big prize, not just some trophy. And DraftKings, the official da daily fantasy sports partner of Super Bowl 55, has up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs with their Super Bowl prediction pool. How's that for big winnings? Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code THPN now and enter the $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. To lot of hockey uh, presented by DraftKings, a proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, you know, make sure to sign up for that wicked DraftKings promo uh, that they're running right now. Use the promo code THPN to uh, you know enter in for a chance to win a boatload of money. Uh, we're here, episode Mike Madonna, number nine. Guys, we're almost to double digits. Uh, as always, numero nueve. Numero nueve. As always, I'm here, Fink. Joined by Patrick and Jason, guys, we've uh, we've had a busy last week. We've had some ups, we've had some downs. Some would say we've been on the sides of mountains. Uh, what a segue, eh, Patrick? Uh, shredding the gnar. Say that. Yeah, Patrick just got back from uh, Colorado. Why don't you uh, tell us a little about a little bit about that and your uh, your choice of outerwear? Yeah, I was attempting to shred some pow. It was my first time snowboarding ever. And I got to tell you, it's a lot harder than people that are really good at it make it look. My tailbone took a beating within the first five minutes trying to learn. And then as I started going down actual runs, my wrist started to hurt because I was falling and trying to avoid my tailbone even more. And it took me about three hours to figure it out. Luckily, I did have a little extra padding. I had some great visibility on the mountain wearing my blackout Rope Hints Stars jersey. Had to rep the stars on the mountain. Just star studded. Just star studded on the side of the mountain. Had two or three people say go stars to me while I was up there. I did, not, I did not expect that. Didn't you, uh, didn't you wear your water hockey uh, hoodie too in the airport and got a little love from the sick design? I, I wore it on the plane, yeah, because it was cold as fuck. <laughs> Thursday morning, it was like 28 degrees. It was colder here than it was any day up in Colorado. But yeah, I wore it on the plane. Some guy um, sitting kind of near the front of the plane said, I didn't know what Whataburger had a hockey team. I was like, no, it's it's a podcast. I started with some buddies. Check it out. He's like, oh, that's badass, man. So maybe we got a new listener if you... We're on flight six to Denver on Thursday morning, and you commented on a water hockey podcast. Go ahead and shout us out. Yeah, add us, Obviously, add us, man. You gotta add us. Yeah, you gotta add us. Just like uh, our new star-studded uh, catcher for the Texas Rangers, Jose Trevino, shooting a follow towards the water hockey boys on Twitter during the Stars game. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, Jose? Uh, what do you say, Jose? You're listening. Yeah, we know you're listening. It's obvious that you're listening, but that was pretty cool to see him uh, jump on and, and give us a follow. And that's the other guy, Jason, you guys just heard. Jason, uh, you guys are a part of a, a special little group of gentlemen on a beer league hockey team that have a cone as a mascot. And the boys are buzzing about this. They've been excited for us to talk about them. Uh, we've been chatting back and forth on all the social uh, tell us about the pylons. You said you had quite a nail biter. For those who aren't listening, they don't know. Jason is part of a beer league hockey team. Uh, big shout out to the pylons. Like I said, their mascot is a cone. Mouth open. Hashtag stay moist. Jason, dive into the uh, the weekend events of the pylon team. Alrighty. It was Friday night, nine fifteen at the Blue. Oh, you hold on. Center. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Not, okay. Not, not, not full recap, but uh. 
just you know, setting the mood. I'm just setting the mood. Okay, right. let me light a candle. Uh, so at the end of the first period, it's two to one. Bloom and Erickson get a goal, uh, and some other chode from tight ends. Not really a chode if he's listening, but whatever. He's a chode for not listening. Uh, immediately <laughs> in the second period, uh, the tight ends score again, so it's now two two. Then Pylon's own Andrew Elliott steps up, scores a goal. We're up again, and then tight ends tie it back again before the uh, third period. Next thing you know, we uh, get two really quick goals uh, by Andrew Elliott and Brandon Clark again. Uh, Tight ends get another two, and then Brandon Clark with one second scores the game-winning goal. And your pylons defeat the tight ends of Richardson six to five. Six to five. Uh, MVP. MVP, yeah. That's a that's a Brandon that's a Clark. Brandon Clark. This episode on, goes uh, out. Game winner. Yeah, this this episode goes out to you. Uh, special work, shout man. out to Brandon Clark. Well, that's that's us us three. I I really haven't done much anything exciting. Uh, just writing articles, pumping out some uh, feedback on the stars, which we will definitely get to a little bit later in the show. Uh, another thing I want to subtly drop in there, uh, I've got this awesome book. I don't know if you guys remember the insane rivalry between the Colorado Avalanche and the Detroit Red Wings in the 90s. Uh, obviously, we're talking goalie fights, um, uh, McCarty in the boards, blood on the ice, referees scraping dried up blood off the ice with their skate. Uh, it's called Blood Feud. It's by Adrian Dater, and it's basically the inside story of the pro sports nastiest and best rivalry of its era. Uh, If you stay tuned to the end of the show, I've got a secret code word. Your instructions are to message us that secret code word either on our Twitter, our Facebook, or our Instagram, all at Wadahockey. At the end of the episode, we will give you that secret word, and you guys can uh, win a free book and read along. Oh, and one more quick shout out before we really dive into things. We've got to talk Americans hockey. We've got to talk Texas Stars and Dallas Stars hockey, as well as the Razorism of the week. Uh, AJ from the Pylons, right? Is that is that true? Is this a, is this a Pylon that we're speaking of? Yep, we have uh, a Pylon. Special shout out to AJ. Uh, he sent in the screenshot of him listening to the Water Hockey podcast when we were doing the Tumblr giveaway. And he is the new proud owner of one of the Tumblrs made by Uniquely Gifted Texas, which is Patrick's mom. She's the show mom now. She doesn't know it, but she's adopted two more boys. She is the official team mom. She is the supplier of Tumblrs, uh, formerly known as Thermoses. And she was awesome enough to... Uh, custom make these these tumblers for us and now aj is uh, a third or a fourth owner of the water hockey tumblers so congrats to aj thank you for listening uh we just went over everyone's weekend everyone had a great weekend uh you know who didn't have a great weekend uh that would be the dallas stars and unfortunately they suffered their first loss at the hands of the carolina hurricanes um, I'm going a little wonky on this one because I got the boys lined up as far as their run sheet with the stars at the end. But real quick, before we jump into everything, I want to get you guys first. It's really confused there for a bit. That's what I do here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you think I'm going to go left and I go right. You think I'm going to go up and I go down. Uh, what was your initial thought on on the fact that the stars gave up their first loss of the season uh, Saturday night against the Carolina Hurricanes? Jason, uh, I can I can see the pain in your eyes. Uh, well, you know, we as hopeful as we were for the um, for the perfect season, we had to come back to reality at some point. It had to end. Why not with uh, Carolina? So they're super sweet on social media. They're so sweet. They were so mean that day. Uh, Patrick, did you get to watch any of the game? I know you were in Colorado, but uh, you know you were you were chiming in throughout the game. So I was wondering if you were able to to see anything, if you saw anything that stuck out other than the fact that they scored uh, more goals than we did, and I guess that, that caused them to win. But Yeah, I watched the first two periods before I had to run off to Top Golf for the evening, <clears throat> so I missed the Pavelski goal. Kudos to him for uh, extending this point streak, but it was a pretty meaningless goal from what I saw. Um, yeah, they just looked slow. Power play looked terrible, kind of resorted back to the first bits in the bubble slash pre-COVID where they just didn't move the puck well, they didn't enter well, 
they just didn't do a whole lot right. And it was really disappointing to see because that was, you know, kind of billed as our first big test. And after that one, it was kind of making me wonder, okay, are the Stars good? Not to be too reactionary. Are the Stars a good team? As good as their stats say they are? Or are Nashville and Detroit just flaming bad. piles of garbage? Bad, bad. Which I, I want to point out, too, there are... <laughs> There are shows on the Hockey Podcast Network for the Red Wings and the Predators. <laughs> and in the off chance that they listen to this, uh, we hold no, no ill will, uh, but we definitely stomped all over you guys in that first week. And if you guys are, in fact, that bad, uh, thank you for making us, in fact, look so good. Uh, the Jason, easy wins. I, yeah, yeah, the easy wins. Jason, I, it looks like you were uh, wanting to say – a little bit more on that first loss. Did you, uh, did you have any more, uh, you're, you're a dad. So did you have any more like dad pep talk things you wanted to say to us? No, it was more just, uh, it, like we said, it was, it was bound to happen, but also losses happen. You know, that's one game, you know, what's the, what was that? Uh, the motivational kid down in Austin, he was like, yeah, they had us in the first, I'm not going to lie. But then we just kept going. We kept getting up and kept trying. That's all it was. I mean, because they came back in the second game uh, against Carolina. Yes, it was a hard-fought game. It sucks that I had to end like it did. But, again, the streak's not going to last forever. Obviously, they kind of picked it up tonight. We're right back in the hunt. Right back in the hunt. Uh, yeah, like you said, they definitely picked it up tonight. Uh, if you are listening to this, we are recording on Tuesday uh, after the Stars just defeated the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, six goals to three, which we will definitely get into a little bit later. Um, I do want to bring it back because there are other teams in Texas, I guess, uh, that play hockey, and we love them all equally. One of those teams is actually coming back home. Uh, the Minnesota Wild ECHL affiliate, uh, Allen Americans, are finally coming back. We had actually planned on going to one of their games uh, last time they were on a homestand. Unfortunately, that little bitch COVID decided to rear her ugly head once again and ruin our plans. So they canceled their weekend series and they pushed them out to, I believe they traveled to Kansas City. Uh, They're just getting back from Utah. Looks like they had a nice little uh, uh, road trip. Uh, Unfortunately, didn't get the win on Sunday. Um, But the Allen Americans are easily one of the hottest tickets in town. Uh, And I say that with the Stars being in Dallas, but the Allen Americans have been putting together some phenomenal seasons over the last decade. I mean, they've won the Kelly Cup, which is the ECHL trophy uh, multiple times. It is like six out of or five or six out of the last like nine seasons. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, I think his name is uh, Coach Steve Martinson has been an absolute juggernaut and building wins for that franchise. Uh, It's a beautiful arena out in Allen. Uh, If you have not been, I highly recommend they are doing social distancing. I think you can get tickets for like as low as, you know, eight to fifteen dollars. I mean, it's an easy, easy win for us to go. And those get you uh, damn near on the ice. Yeah, I want to say their arena only sits about twenty five hundred. So no matter where you sit, you're going to be on the ice and you're going to see some action. And if you weren't uh, sold on my pitch as, as, as much as you are already, they're really big on fighting in the minor league hockey um, mm-hmm. because they don't have a national audience to, uh, you know, get a little TT whack if they get a little too violent on the ice. So there's no little troll named Gary Bettman swinging his little baby hobbit feet from his big boy stool behind his big boy desk at the NHL home office. So there's no one saying you can't fight in the ECHL. And if it's not sweet enough, they offer $5 tall boys. I mean, I feel like at this point, someone in the Allen Americans organization needs to reach out to us and make us the official podcast of the Allen Americans. I'm putting a call out right now. Uh, If you are listening to this and you enjoy us at all tag at water hockey with at Allen Americans, put us together, make us a match made in heaven. Let's get this ball rolling. I, they, they need some, they need guys like us. They need the youth, the youths. Your boy may have also played beer league with their uh, PA guy. I mean, we've got an in uh, Jason, yeah, you and I got to go there. to a couple of Actually, games last season. I don't want to speak for him. He may want to come on the show. Someday. I mean, we've. It, Ooh, this could be fun. 
I mean, I think you're onto something. I, I, I think you're onto something. We've had groups on here. We've had Saad uh-huh. Yusuf on here. We've, we've got some clout. I mean, people, people know us. <laughs> people, we've been retweeted by famous people. So we've been retweeted by famous people. Uh, followed we, by current Ranger greats. We're, we're yeah, uh, future Ranger Hall of Famers um, are That's already right. following this podcast. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Brian Ray, uh, your your in-game host for the the Stars, looked at a message that I sent him on Twitter um, and didn't reply. But you know what? He's he saw it, and for that reason, Wada Hockey, your <laughs> semi-official, not official at all podcast of the Allen Americans, Texas Stars, and Dallas Stars. <laughs> there we go. Skies, if you guys. Yeah, if you guys didn't want to go to an Allen uh, Americans hockey game before and, and, and you don't want to still, check your pulse because you might be you might you might be dead. Uh, and, Plus and, the jerseys. The jerseys they do for like their theme nights. Yes. Are amazing. Harry, Harry Potter. Harry and Potter I, night. Not even a big Harry Potter fan. Love the jerseys. They had a superhero night for Marvel, Black Panther. I mean, just absolutely beautiful jerseys. So, and you can bid on them uh, at the official Allen Americans Gamble whatever site. Website. See what I was doing there? See you. See what I was doing there? I, they they have to want us. They have to want us now. Um, real quick before we jump into Texas Stars hockey, because yes, there is even more hockey in Texas to talk about. I real quick want to give a shout out again to Garrett, the guest from last week's episode. Uh, again, if you didn't listen to that episode, uh, Garrett from Texas Hockey Apparel jumped on with us. He chatted about his company, Texas Hockey Apparel. Uh, they are, as of right now, the official outfitter of the Water Hockey Podcast. And damn it, if we don't all look good in our Texas Hockey Apparel logo uh, paraphernalia. Um, I've got a couple of shirts. I think we're all repping the same black Texas Hockey Apparel shirts now. I've got a polo, dry fit champion polo from Texas Hockey Apparel. They've got flags. They've got coffee mugs. Jason's got basically the hug itself is what we're calling that uh, hoodie that he was given, the the hug itself. Jason, I mean, pump it. It's so comfortable. I, <laughs> I'm telling you, I could wear that thing every day. You Obviously, looked, I have to wash it. But it's, yeah, that's fair. You looked transformed when you were in it. Um, you look like a different person. I was, I was in a euphoric state for sure. Yeah. Uh, again, Texas Hockey Apparel, uh, they're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter, um, at Texas Hockey Apparel. Um, and, and check out all the stuff they're doing over there. Uh, Garrett has been on fire with releasing absolutely sick uh, shirts. Uh, like I said, coffee mugs. They just uh, released some, what was it, skate skins? What was it called? The skate skins or... Uh, yeah, they're the skate skins. Lines. They're basically yeah. they're a nice little decal that goes uh, over uh, your skate boot itself. Yeah, it protects it. Looks, looks awesome, protects it. Uh, I prefer the red, white, and uh, I'm sorry, the green, white, and black uh, logo. Uh, but yeah, uh, Texas Hockey Apparel, check them out. They make some amazing stuff. And uh, they were cool enough to do a uh, promo and give us a little code, WH20, for 20% off your entire order, which actually ends... On the fifth of February. Friday. So if you're hearing this on that Thursday time. when it ori- when it's supposed to release, you will have literally less than 24 hours to get 20% off your entire order at Texas Hockey Apparel with the promo code WH20. Uh, season veteran. That felt so natural off the tongue. Just in time for payday on Friday. Just in time right. for payday. I think you're on purpose. Uh, that's, a, that's a brilliant move by Garrett. Guys, Texas Stars Hockey is coming back. It is going to be a little bit different this year. Uh, For those that are listening that do not know what the Texas Stars hockey franchise are part of, they're part of the American Hockey League. The best way I can compare it for people that are just now getting into hockey or have not been into hockey um, outside of the NHL level, it's basically AAA baseball. Uh, It is the next step right before you make it to the show. Uh, They have obviously been curtailed because of COVID, so they have not been able to play. And with the recent addition of the Taxi Squad, it makes the AHL's or the AHLers journey back to the NHL a little bit tougher. There's a bit of a speed bump there. 
guys, have you ever been to an AHL game at all, or or is this going to be? Are we going to have to to pop some cherries this season? Never been. I've been to Cedar Park to see the arena, but I have not been to a game. No. Oh, we're gonna have to change that. The only one I've ever been to, and and this is I, I won't go on too too much of a tangent. Uh, was actually to see the Texas Stars play the San Antonio Rampage. Rest in peace. Um, once we start doing live episodes, you'll see there's a San Antonio Rampage jersey directly over my left shoulder. Uh, and they played at the AT&T Center in San Antonio. And it was the only time uh, I had ever eaten Whataburger while watching a professional hockey game because the AT&T Center has a Whataburger inside of their arena. And it just so happened to be on Dollar Beer Night. And it was also mm. on the Dio, Dio de los Muertos night. So they had the uh, the Sugar Skull uh, jerseys, and it was just an absolute blast sitting on the glass. And then, of course, those bastards, uh, the Spurs ownership company, decided to sell the team to the now, I believe, the uh, Henderson Silver Knights, the Golden Knights AHL affiliate, yeah, in which Vegas. I guys saw. They have silver buckets. Mirrored silver buckets, and they look. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I love them. I love the mirrored silver buckets. I love the mirrored gold look. Um, I think it's outlandish. I think it's off the wall. I absolutely love it. That being said, the AHL is set to return. There are a couple of storylines uh, that we are definitely going to be keeping an eye on. Most notably, uh, there's not going to be a Calder Cup. We were talking about the ECHL and the Kelly Cup earlier. Um, the Calder Cup is the AHL's ultimate trophy. It's their Stanley Cup, quote-unquote, uh, but they will not be playing for it. They're going to be doing small playoff brackets uh, because of the COVIDs. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? You basically are playing for, I don't want to say nothing. You know, you're keeping your legs loose, but, but what are you going to That's exactly do? what it is. You're playing for nothing. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I guess... At, at some point, you know, they're playing kind of more as a amateur professional kind of level where they're playing to get to the show and get there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, for those journeymen like AHL guys, this is like their last chance to to play hockey for all intents and purposes. So they want to play at like the highest level possible and still compete for the ultimate that they can get. Like it for them, it's still their dream to all right, hey, I may have won a stand in the cup already. Like, I'm kind of on my decline in my career, but I don't want to stop playing at this level. I see it from that standpoint, but at, also at the same time, I see it as like a safety thing too. The spirit of competition, it's there. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's tough because um, you don't know when your career is going to end. So it's really tough if you come in and you're expecting a season where – you might get called up to the NHL, but again, like I said, with the taxi squad uh, being a, an essential speed bump, that opportunity might not not present itself. Because to my knowledge, the taxi squad is going to be pretty much a year-round thing. It's kind of like with the NCAA. You know, you, are you willing to take a year off your eligibility or are you willing to sit back and not risk your body being beat up for an additional season? But at the same point, like, there's still a level of competition. Like, even the taxi squad, like, people are going to continue to roll off of it, maybe. Mm-hmm. There's still some sort of level of competition to try to get to that spot, too. Like you said, spirit of competition. At the end of the day, I would rather be able to do and play the sport that I love, uh, no matter what the circumstance. Obviously, you know, we're just a couple of you more so than me, because I only skate, you know, every now and then. But I can guarantee you that you would probably more times than not pick the opportunity to play than not, even if it meant just playing on, you know, this, for example, shout out to a uh, Steph's group who can't skate good. Those Sunday night skates don't mean anything, but we have a blast doing it. Fair. But yeah, I mean, it's just a weird season, uh, you know, to keep an eye on, I think to pull away from the personal feelings and, and get to more of the actual major, major storyline uh, Thomas Harley is a guy that we've talked about multiple times on this show already. Uh, he's someone that we will hopefully talk about for years to come uh, when we are all, you know, multimillionaires because of water hockey and we don't have to work anymore. We can basically just hang out and talk hockey. But Thomas Harley is going to be playing for the AHL. 
So it's interesting to see how much playing time he's going to get. And my initial reaction was, oh, I'm super bummed because I really wanted to see Harley up in the NHL. He's 19. He's got tremendous upside. He had a great tournament with the World Juniors under Team Canada. But he's going to go down to the AHL. And after thinking about it for a little bit, I realized that I think it's the best thing for him um, because he's going to get to play a ton. And when you're 19, you need to advance your game the best you can to prepare for the NHL level because the world juniors, in my opinion, are one of the top tournaments um, in the world for hockey. Uh, but you're going up against guys who are just as young and just as fresh body body and mind as you. So when you get to the NHL, you're, you're facing some guys that have been doing this for some, sometimes upwards of 10, 15 years. And that's a different, that's a different animal. Joe Thornton is a different animal than, you know, a, another defender that's 18 years old. So, Or Yager, who's been doing it since, uh, I don't know, the great one played? Since before Thomas Harley was even a thought? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was before Thomas Harley's parents met. Um, I haven't talked to him lately, but, you know, I'll check. I think check. he met Lord Stanley on the first Stanley Cup, so, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think Yarmir's middle name is Stanley. I think it's Yarmir right. Stanley Yager. Um, so there's a, there's a pretty good chance that it's the cup that, yeah, it's the, it's the cup that covered his testicles. Um, that's why they call it Stanley's cup. Uh, (laughs) Hockey purists are going to be so upset. You're disgracing the Stanley cups. Holy name in such a way, Jeff. I mean, but it's Yarmir Yager. He, that guy looks like Jesus. Jogger was playing before the guy. What's his name? Uh, Paul, right? That's the guy who's the holder of the cup. I think yeah. his name is Paul. Like oh, he's, Paul Stanley, he's older Stanley. than Paul. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a whole circle yeah. now. We got Paul Stanley from Kiss holding the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Full second. Bringing it back. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my apologies to the hockey purists, but uh, get over it because we'll live longer than you. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> I guess we have some more professional hockey to talk about. The Dallas Stars did get some uh, some moxie back over the last couple of games. I know we talked about them on a negative sour note earlier, losing to the Carolina Hurricanes 4-1 to on Saturday night. They did turn things around a little bit when Jamie Benn came back into the lineup on Sunday at that 4 o'clock start, which I don't know about you guys, was really, really off-putting for me. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining, nor will I think any Stars fan will complain about a 4 p.m. start versus a 9.30 p.m. start. I'll take uh, it all day. Out. Yeah, shout out West Coast. Um, I mean, what do you guys think about the way that the Stars came back? And that was their first back-to-back series in that they played, obviously, Saturday night and then turned right back around and played on Sunday night as well. How do you feel overall about the performance uh, on on Sunday versus Saturday? Obviously, uh, the Stars ended up losing losing in the shootout, which if you guys want me to go off on a tangent about the shootouts and how stupid they are, please feel free to, you know, sauce me that pass. But uh, how do you guys feel about the game? We got a little time. You can talk about it. No. Yeah, we got time. No, go ahead. Let's 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 figure out the uh, ins and outs of uh, Sunday's game, and then we'll, we'll get into a little shootout talk. Kind of the same thing that, has been emblematic of the stars recently was another slow start. They just kind of dragged ass right out the gate. I don't know what it takes for them to not do that. Slow out of the gate, slow on offense, slow on defense again. Shots, not that great. They had three shots in the first period, which unless you're facing Ben Bishop, who's going to let in the easy trickler, once Whoa, a game. shots fired. No pun intended. Shots fired. Well, the guy's injured. Shots fired if it's the truth. Yeah. It's more of an observation than an insult. That's, okay. okay. observation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, three shots on goal in a period is not going to cut it. Do some quick math. You keep that pace up for three periods, that's nine shots. Good luck finding an NHL goalie that's going to give up more than one or zero goals on nine shots. So they turned it around in the second period and into the third where they actually outshot Carolina 12-10. But they just dig themselves holes that leave Stars fans wondering, all right, how are we going to dig out of this one? Who's going to kick the team into gear in the second period? Do we have to draw a penalty to get some fire going? And it's incredibly frustrating sometimes. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Jason, what, what, what were you going to say about the uh, about the game? 
Well, just, you know, looking back, aside from the win against Detroit uh, back on the 26th, uh, where Detroit scored first, anytime Dallas scores first, they win the game. So uh, it kind of goes back even to last season. The Stars won games when they scored first. And, and going back to what Patrick was saying, if you dig yourself in a hole early, sometimes that hole gets a little deeper, a little deeper. It's going to be more difficult to crawl and crawl and crawl and get out. Like, is it impossible? No. Right. But, you know, it's, it's, a lot harder. it's not going to happen every time. Exactly. Quit making it hard on yourself. Right. And especially for a team kind of like the Stars, who they're kind of bucking the trend from last year where they didn't score as much. Of course, they're scoring in droves now where they have more five-goal games than they had all of last year, and we're on John, game seven. Insane stat. Write that down. That's the knowledge stat for you people. Right. For a team that was severely lacking in offense, you go down two goals, and it seems like a death knell, for, especially when you start going against these really solid teams like Carolina, like Tampa Bay. To be seen, Columbus, not sure. We made them look pretty bad tonight. But I can't imagine there will be too many more 6-3 victories against Columbus in the future. Yeah, aside from uh, Seth Jones out there and Dallas uh, tie right there, Carolina, or sorry, Columbus kind of looked a little flat. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, to kind of wrap things up on, on Sunday, I think you're both, uh, I think you're both definitely in the, in the same right mindset of, of digging themselves out of holes. And it seems like they did, you know, Cogliano scored that, that uh, go ahead goal. Nino Niedemeyer uh, of the Carolina hurricanes. Uh, he was a stars killer on Sunday. Uh, Patrick, you were you were texting in our on our water hockey group chat about how many times and how many opportunities you give one guy. He's he's bound to at least you know shoot the shot on one of them and it's going to go in. So and that one that he scored on Dobby, that's not on Dobby at all. That was a, that was an absolute piss missile. Uh, that rocket was was heard around the world. But yeah, Nino Niedermeyer, it was just a matter of time. So uh, that was a that was a pretty good observation on Patrick's part. Uh, you know he was like you guys said. Chirpin Mino pretty much the entire game. He was like, if they keep letting him in, it's, it's, it's bound to happen. And sure enough, with uh, you know a couple minutes left in the closing minutes of the game, the uh, the Hurricanes made their comeback. And the Stars had their chances. Not only did they have their chances in the uh, in regular time, they had their chances in overtime. You know, they went up on the power play and they were up you know four four skaters to three, and they 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 could not finish. Which before we jump into the Columbus game, which just wrapped up a couple of hours ago. That overtime is the description of why hockey is so amazing and so exciting. Overtime hockey is and always will be the most exciting part of sports for any reason to me. Uh, and then what do you do? You stop it. You stop it and you 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 put a shootout on. It's just absolutely atrocious to me to to have the momentum, the heart rate. The BPM is up above 140. You're burning calories watching sports. Your Apple Watch is like, are you running? You're like, nope, just watching a little overtime hockey. And it's like, cool, bro, just making sure uh, your BPMs are getting up there and you might want to you know, sit down if you're not already. And, and the breathe notification pops up and you're like, hey, take a breath really quick. Yeah, and then <laughs> what do I do for that breath? I hold it. I hold just like we're holding AMC, just like we're holding GameStop. Yes. I hold. I hold, I hold. Hold the line. <laughs> hold the line. And all you do is you stop it. You put a halt to the momentum and you you run a shootout. It just I'll never get it. I'll never understand it. I completely get the fact that the players are probably exhausted. And for them, it's better to preserve their body. But at the same time, I guarantee you nine out of ten players in the AHO would say, I would rather it be a golden goal, win or go home, no shootout. I don't know how you guys feel about it. The shootouts will piss me off. I, uh, while I agree like completely, because they, they went from four on four and they gave us the perfect three on three. That's what overtime hockey was about. While I do agree that, I mean, at some point you got to end the game. Like, I, I mean, we can get into like three 20 minute overtime periods or something like that. Hopefully it doesn't go that long, but you, you do have to have some sort of resolution, though, because sometimes they're on that back-to-back. I get it. I, I, as somebody who's going from spirit of competition, I definitely think if you gave them even just 20 minutes to get it instead of five, we would get a goal. I don't think we'd ever see a second or third overtime like that. But at some point, yeah, you do have to cap it. 
how many chances they get just in five minutes of three on three. Even if you just doubled that time to 10 minutes, mm-hmm. chances are they're going to score eventually, especially if you throw in a power play here or there where it's four on three. There's just so much open ice and eventually fatigue's going to set in for one team. Exactly. So, exactly. It's going to happen. If you add just another five minutes, I mean, three on three isn't as physical as five on five in general. That you have to cover and everybody's kind of playing a little safer and trying to read the gaps where they can make jumps and push the puck in the opposite direction the shootout just seems very much like pks in soccer just very chance based yeah, it's very it's, it's anticlimactic even though there is a climax for all intents and purposes though. yeah even when you're like at the st- at the arena though and there's a shootout it's like okay if you win the game, it's all right. Okay, we won, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. Like, you get the goal, the goal sound, but you don't get the on ice celebration as much. Everybody just kind of goes about their business. It just doesn't feel the same. That being said, if the Stars would have won that shootout, we're probably not having this conversation. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> yes, I am a little sour about how that ended, but if. if if Jamie Ben buries that, we go another round and say they have Rupe up in that last one or Gary up in that last slot. I'm we may not be having this conversation. I was a little bitter. I'm still a little bitter. Anyway, we can move on to to bigger and better things. As we have talked about a couple of times already, the Stars did play the Blue Jackets tonight. Uh, they did reign victorious six to three. Uh, this was the debut of Patrick Line to the Columbus. Blue Jackets. It was also the debut of those god-awful reverse retro jerseys for the Blue Jackets, which looked absolutely disgusting. Um, I, I made a little snafu. I want to I want to call myself out real quick. I made a little snafu. I did see a Instagram uh, profile saying that it was reverse retro night, and the stars are pumping out their reverse retros versus the Blue Jackets reverse retros, and that was wrong. And I apologize to our Instagram followers. Uh, I put ourselves in the penalty box, and I, I made a boo-boo. It was my first Soch boo-boo. So I apologize to our followers. Uh, Want to give a shout-out uh, to our guy up in Canada, awesome jersey collector. He actually pointed it out, and uh, he freaked out a little bit because that dude is, is, is on his game when it comes to jerseys. If you guys are looking for a really cool – uh, Instagram handle to follow. It is Sask Stars Fan. S A S K S T A R S Fan. Um, he is from Saskatoon, 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 Saskatchewan. Um, but if you go look at this guy's Instagram page, he has got just a plethora of the sickest jerseys I have ever seen someone collect, including a custom Mooderis practice jersey. Um, which I am going to go ahead and share on our Instagram. We need to share on all of the Soch once more because this is one of the most, if not the most beautiful jersey I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, maybe biased because of the Mooderis. But anyway, Blue Jackets, they come out, disgusting reverse retro jerseys, yuck, yuck. Everyone's vomiting everywhere, uh, mostly because Patrick Line is an ugly human being with the worst teeth I've ever seen on a human in my life. Stars come out hot. Best first period by the stars all season long. And that's saying something when you put up tutties twice in a season. We all watched the game. What uh, what, what was your standout there in the first period? I mean, obviously, they just – it was almost like they, they were on the entire period. From the get-go, the FCC line started out the game, and they just set the tone early with won the opening face-off, got it down in their zone, and just kicked the pressure off from the very beginning and that really set the tone and then of course joe pravelski doing what joe pravelski does best which is stand in front of the net and just somehow throw his stick out there and direct a slap shot or wrist shot from Klinger into the net i don't understand how he does it i'll never understand i wish i was as good at anything as he is at tipping pucks into the net it's just incredible yeah, if you haven't seen how talented he is outside of just what he did tonight, there are, is a pretty cool video of him practicing his tip-ins, and he just doesn't miss. 
I mean, obviously it's a it's a it's a two way street. So if you're on the blue line like Klinger was twice tonight, uh, and you're Pavelski, you just there's a feel to it. So it was phenomenal to watch and see. Um, Jason, how did you feel about that first period? Uh, aside from the fact that Pavelski and Klingberg are just on another level, like another wavelength right right now. Oh man. Uh, full disclosure, I did not get to watch the first period. I caught in well, in I, second. I asked the wrong guy, and I should have known that because you even said in the chat, hey, I'm hopping on to watch, and it was the second period. Boy, I'm yeah. one big piece of shit. So moving on to the second no, period. No, 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 But <laughs> it was solid, though, because we scored first. We scored first. This is what I talked about earlier. We scored first, and we won the game. Score first, win games. It should be a motto, and they all – fucking like slap it whenever they're walking out of the locker room or something like that score first win games speaking of like uh, mottos and locker rooms i, I want to bring it back to the uh alan americans real quick have you guys seen we've posted it before what they have painted in their locker room i'm pretty sure it says wake up kick ass repeat and it's literally painted above their lockers. And I love that so much. Again, if, if you needed even more reason to go to one of these games, wake up, kick ass, repeat. So second period for the Stars, just as good as the first. I mean, it, it was just like they couldn't miss. They were pouring on goals. You got goals from Pavelski again in the second. You got goals from uh, Gary Onoff back on the scoreboard. Scory Onoff, as some like to call him. Uh, it's just, it felt like in the first two periods, the stars could do no wrong. And, and the biggest standout to me is that the stars have matched absolutely terribly to the blue jackets and specifically line a now on the blue jackets. They have been stars killers for the last five to six years. Line a has, I think 18 goals against the stars and the blue jackets. I want to say in the last eight games, the stars are Oh, six and two against the Blue Jackets. They just can't figure out how to win. Yet on on Tuesday night, uh, a mere two hours ago removed, we watched the Stars just absolutely thrash the Blue Jackets. Uh, what, do you, what do you think went different? I mean, outside of the fact that we just poured more shots on goal than we had, it seemed like, all season. I think a lot of it had to do with uh, kind of getting the captain back and in, in the rotation. You know, you got your full squad available – Pavelski's on, Jamie's on, Radulov is on, Fox is gone, Dennis Garyanov is on. Everybody is hitting on all cylinders, so it's kind of hard not to win a game when 100% of your players are performing at 100%. And I really think that's what we saw tonight. We saw a full team effort. And whenever this team plays right, this is what happens. You put up games like 7-0. to zero. You put up games like 7-3. to three. You put up games like 6-3 to three tonight. I think Sevi summed it up best in the second period intermission. He said, we have a saying in the hockey world, forecheck, backcheck, paycheck. And that about summed up how the game went. Forecheck was solid. Defensive coverage from forwards was there. And they took advantage of the opportunities that they had. And then Cha-ching. Yeah. Money in I the mean, bank it, showing you what you can't really ask. You really can't ask much from Ottinger anyways. Three goals from uh, practically a rookie goalie. I mean, for all intents and purposes, he he had the game last season, or I guess it was a couple games last season, whatever. But he's <laughs> this is his rookie season. Like this is his. Yes. Like, hey, I'm 100. percent Like, I'm backup right now. I'm backups backup, but you know, I'm starting. Like, there's no like, oh, I might get to play today. Like, no, hey, your name is on the piece of paper in the morning and it says, hey, Ottinger, you're starting today. Jamie Ben is calling your name whenever he's reading out that roster and in the pregame skate or the pre-skate. Yep. Uh, I think it's, it's really telling too. Um, if you listen to razor, uh, which we'll get to his razorism of the week before we wrap things up today, razor is a former NHL goalie. And if there's anybody on that franchise that we could be more blessed to ring in calls to our ears, it's definitely him. Uh, so to kind of echo off what you were saying, Jason, um, He's a rookie goalie, Ottinger is. So the third shot that he let in, I mean, that is veteran stuff. You got to be able to watch those guys in the lane, be expecting pucks to come on the net. You know, it's a learning experience. So uh, that kind of leads me into this much after the Blue Jackets made it interesting and we ultimately put the baby to bed. 
six to three. Uh, Dobby has still been your top performer on this team, even with Pavelski playing lights out. Uh, Patrick and I were briefly discussing before we started recording. Pavelski's up to thirteen points in just seven games, which is dumb. He is on a fire pace right now. But Dobby, Doby, however you want to pronounce it, Harry Potter, free elf. That man is playing the best hockey in his life, and he is removed from a Stanley Cup final run where he essentially did not have a backup. Like you were saying, Jason, Ottinger played in, in basically one period or two periods, I think, total in the playoffs last year. It, it really goes to show how pivotal him re-signing in Dallas was for this, this team's success. Uh, I think he knew mm-hmm. that he had a really talented team around him. Uh, and as we saw on Saturday when they took that loss, uh, the team kind of failed him. And he was removed and replaced with Ottinger. Ottinger, uh, you know, came in and stood tall, even though that's not hard for him to do because he's 6'4". It shows you just how good of a tandem we have without Bishop. So this will be an episode in itself uh, when this day comes. You know, it's it's do you keep Bishop or do you keep Dobby as your protected goalie when the expansion draft comes, you know, in the offseason once the Stars have won the Stanley Cup and have gone 55-1 and one, uh, to make it to the playoffs. So that uh, that about does it for the hockey talk. Uh, do you guys have any more observations from the weekend? Um Anything you're you're looking forward to this week with the Stars playing the Blue Jackets once more and then coming home to, to play the Blackhawks? Things started to get chippy towards the end of the game a little bit. There was some, not slashing, but, you know, some stick taps at the end there, some protection around Ottinger. So mm-hmm. let's see if we can uh, get a little bit of feuding going on. Maybe somebody will drop the gloves. Yeah, if we're if we're putting the call, I'm gonna say it's gonna be Max Domi and Jamie Ben. They looked like they were pretty upset with each other's presence there in the third period. Um, it'll be interesting, like you said, to see if any feuds kind of pan out. Uh, Jason, are you uh, are you excited to get the Blackhawks in town? Uh, another another bottom barrel scratcher. I am. Um, I think I am going to the game on the ninth, uh, a week from today. So, oh, watch so out, that pal. should be fun. Nice. So uh, hopefully we see a nice little run. Uh, going into it, I uh, I don't think Columbus is going to be too much of a pain on a Thursday, and I think we could put up a nice uh, nice little win on Sunday, just to make it interesting for Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You know, why, why don't we keep things rolling? I think we've been. Uh, the I call. think we've been. Keep yeah, rolling, it's rolling, 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 roll back. Walmart. <laughs> Well, before we wrap up everything for the rest of the show, um, the Razorism of the Week came in tonight. I think we need to call out to the uh, the French fries in the uh, Water Hockey Nation. If you guys hear a Razorism that you want us to feature on the show, please let us know. Um, if you want Razor on the show, please let us know. Tag us with Razor. Please let him talk. know, too. Please let him know that we love him and we want to talk to him. He can be please our stepdad. We exist. Yeah, we just want. Yeah, we just want to be... Uh, we just want to be accepted by him. Uh, but today he uh, he let up the line. Shout out on a on a game or something. Yeah, yeah, and be like, hey Brian <laughs> Ray, good to, to see you. Hey Brian Ray, great to see you. I heard you guys you left the boys at Water Hockey on red. Anyway, moving into the game analysis for tonight. <laughs> um, I'm not bitter, Brian Ray. I'm not bitter. Um, Tell me, uh, I think I think that was Roddick sopping up the gravy there. Literally, you don't you don't need context. Yes. I, I think that was Roddick sopping up the gravy there. I mean, we are we are so blessed with this man. Oh. It's unbelievable. Oh, so, it's so perfect. Uh, it's only, so perfect. Did, only in Texas will you get that. I did have a uh, runner-up razorism of the week. My own personal. He referred to he referred to Dobby as Kazakhstani cat quick. Oh, oh yes. yeah, with that pad save uh, on on Sunday, which was phenomenal, lacubrious, yeah. larceny, uh, larceny. Oh, larceny! I, I I hope one day we get water hockey shirts made. Uh, humble uh, humble hint, 
but we get <laughs> razorisms on the back of it where it just says Kazakhstani and cat-like reflexes or larceny or any any just I insane. Think I want to go up the gravy on it. Like, I actually, I actually, I'm writing that down on a piece that's... of paper. And that's going to be, uh, that might be one of the new show sayings, sopping up the gravy. That's perfect for me since, you know, Razor is Canadian and like that's the most Texan thing you can do is sopping up some gravy. Sopping up the gravy, <laughs> some poutine brown gravy. Sopping up the gravy. <laughs> uh, well, that so, yeah. about wraps wraps things up for uh, this beautiful Mike Madonna episode Nueve edition of the Wada Hockey Podcast. We do have a couple more things before we uh, run out. I do have uh, one little thing I wanted to point out. Oh, wait. Uh, we have had no microphone issues this None. episode. Everyone just drops after that. Everyone exactly. just drops after that. Uh, For some reason, <laughs> this isn't going to, to work. None right. of it's audible. Uh, <laughs> you wasted an hour of your life. Yeah. Well, once again, guys, we thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, before we go again... Thank you for all the listeners that have tuned in thus far up to episode nine. Don't think I forgot the blood feud book. If you want a chance to win the blood feud book going over the bitter rivalry between the abs and red wings in the nineties, the code word is pumpernickel. You do not have to spell it correctly. The code word is pumpernickel. Why did I think pumpernickel? I don't know. I was just about to ask. I have no idea why pumpernickel. I think I wanted like a muffin and at, you know at 8 30 during a hockey game and i was like ooh pumpernickel so the code word to be entered in to the drawing again you have to send it to us direct message do not send it in a public message don't don't randomly comment on one don't of our photos for anybody yeah don't randomly comment on a photo of jamie ben pumpernickel because i will not accept that as a as a It'll be deleted, and then I'll yell at you and chastise you in private messaging. So PM us on Instagram, DM us on Twitter, DM us on Facebook, all at Wada Hockey. The code word is Pumpernickel. Do you guys have password anything else? It's Pumpernickel. It's Pumpernickel. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else before we call this another episode? Stay sassy. That's Stay what I wanted moist. to hear. Stay yeah. moist. Stay moist. And uh, last but certainly not least, do not... Under any circumstances, forget your current tattoos. <laughs> <laughs>